Welcome to the Cornerstone Baptist Church podcast. My name is Justin Wheeler. I am the preaching pastor for Cornerstone. And today we are in week 47 of our journey through the Heidelberg Catechism. We only have five weeks left, uh, and we will have finished out working all the way through the Heidelberg Catechism in the year 2019. Today, week 47, I'm going to be talking to you about one question. It's question 122, and for the next few weeks, that's going to be the norm. We're only going to get one question a week. We're working our way through the Lord's Prayer from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, and we're just going to take it one piece at a time all the way up until week 52, where I think we have three questions in that particular week. But this week, we're working on question 122, working our way through the Lord's Prayer, Uh, And here's the phrase we're looking at. Last week we looked at this, our Father in heaven, and we tried to answer the question, what does this mean? What does it mean for us to pray our Father in heaven? This week we're looking at the phrase, hallowed be your name, right? So hallowed be your name. Here's the question. Question 122, what does the first request mean? Answer, hallowed be your name means... Help us to really know you, to bless, worship, and praise you for all your works and for all that shines forth from them, your almighty power, wisdom, kindness, justice, mercy, and truth. And it means help us to direct all our living, what we think, say, and do, so that your name will never be blasphemed because of us, but always honored and praised. Now, there's two parts to that answer. First of all, uh, to pray or to request, Lord, hallowed be your name, means help us to know you, help us to bless you, help us to worship and praise you for all that you are. And it also means help us to direct our living, all of our living. So it's about knowledge and it's about knowledge applied. Um, Now, I'm just going to be honest with you, and I'm going to say, let you know that I have grown accustomed to thinking that that the phrase, hallowed be your name, is not so much a request that we are praying to God, but it's, it's more so what we are doing as we pray, right? I thought of it as, uh, I've learned to think of it as something that one does as he or she begins to pray. In other words, Lord, I hallow your name. I recognize that you are holy, and I honor your name as I pray. Um, Hallow is an old-fashioned word that we don't use that often nowadays, but hallow means to set apart as holy, to recognize as holy, to praise someone for their holiness. And so I've grown accustomed to thinking of this as as a way to enter into our prayers. It's an extension of our uh, understanding that, that we are praying to our Father who is in heaven. And as, our, as we pray to our Father who is in heaven, we, we set your name apart in our hearts and minds as holy. We recognize your holiness. We acknowledge that you are holy. Now, that's the spirit with which I have grown to understand this phrase for many years. And I don't think it's completely wrong to approach it that way. Acknowledging the holiness of God resets our heart and mind around the most important thing about our prayers, namely the one that we are praying to. Right? So my requests, my needs, my doubts, my concerns aren't nearly as important as my acknowledgement that my Heavenly Father is holy and He deserves to be honored by me. And so when I enter into prayer that way, it's a way for me to kind of calibrate my heart around the, the reality that I'm praying to the God of the, uh, of the universe, the God of creation, and my holy Heavenly Father. But the Heidelberg 
brings out the fact that this is not simply a statement that we are making as we pray to God. This is actually our first request of God. In other words, we're saying, Lord, would you hallow your name in me? And since Jesus is the one that's teaching us how to pray in this way, he's he's giving this prayer to us. Jesus is telling us that the first thing that we should pray for is for the name of God to be glorified and set apart as holy. And that's what the Heidelberg draws out, that, that in our prayers and in praying this way, that we would come to know who God really is. Now, what's the significance of this? Well, Jesus wants us to understand that first and foremost, the most important thing uh, is that we should be praying for God's name to be glorified. Now, how often do we do that? How, How often do we set that as the goal of our prayers? The most important thing is not what we get. It's not that we get what we want. It's not that we get even what we need. It's not that we come and confess our sins to the Lord, as important as all of those things are. But the most important thing about our prayer is that God's name and God's renown would be magnified in our hearts and in our lives. That we would be able to recognize all of these things, His mercy and justice and grace and truth, and we would be able to praise Him for them because these are praiseworthy things. He is worthy of our praise. And so this is our goal Lord, help us to see this more readily. Help us to acknowledge this and recognize this more. Holy or or hallow your name in me is our prayer. Now, this is what Jesus wants us to think. Now, how much does this change our prayers? How much should this change our prayers? We should enter into prayer with the chief concern for God to be glorified, and the additional confession of sin or request for, for help should serve that purpose. Right? It's not like we just say this and then we move on from it to the thing that we're really all about. No, no, no. This is what we're really all about. And the things that come after that are subsequent to it. In other words, prayer is not chiefly about changing God's heart so that he will do what I ask, but about changing my heart so that I can acknowledge the glory of his name. That's, a, that, that's something very different. It's not about changing God's heart so that I can get what I want, but about changing my heart so that God is is receiving the glory that he is due. And now the catechism goes on to say uh, that this is really about us getting to really know God, to bless, worship, and praise him for all of his works and for all that shines forth from them. Knowing more of God is the greater part of the Christian life, all of life for that matter. It's not simply that we know things about God. I I want to know Him. I want to know Him truly, deeply, intimately. I want to grow in my experiential knowledge of my Heavenly Father. That's what this prayer is really asking for. And, And as we grow to really know more of God, we will praise Him. And our lives, right, this is the second half of this prayer, or or second half of the answer, our lives will be affected by the reality of His glory and the reality of His His name being hallowed in our lives. Now, would we naturally think this way about prayer if Jesus didn't point it out to us? Maybe, but probably not. I mean, we're quite selfish. We are um, quite focused upon material things. We are quite focused upon our own needs. Um, so, for Jesus to give us this is really a blessing. It's a blessing for us to recognize and understand that the spiritual value of prayer is different than the the natural need we have and bring to God in prayer. If we approach prayer without Jesus's instruction then we will overlook the glory of God. 
and we will go straight to our needs. But Jesus teaches us, he, he teaches us to slow down and recognize something beyond our simple needs. He, he teaches us to, to slow down and recognize our need for more of God. And that the greatest need in the world, the greatest need that humanity has, is not for my needs to be met, but for God to be glorified among them, among us. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying like a child, right? There's nothing wrong with us coming to God and asking Him to bless us according to our needs and according to His will. We are not wrong to come and confess our sins to God. In fact, we're commanded to do so. We are not wrong to come and ask Him to give us our daily bread because we're hungry and we need Him. We're not wrong for any of this. In fact, Jesus teaches us about this very thing, to pray with the heart of a child, to pray with a childlike faith and a childlike trust in the Father, even to come and and continue to knock, right, as we're praying, because God wants us to do this. He wants us to pray with an something of an impertinent spirit, this desire for God to do what we need Him to do. But everything hinges on and everything begins with this acknowledgement of God's glory being key to everything both in our prayers, in our knowledge of God, and in our life for God. So when we pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, we are saying that the thing which matters most in prayer and the thing which matters most in our lives and the thing which matters most in this world is that God's name be glorified. Now, thank you so much for joining me today to discuss this particular aspect of prayer I hope it's been helpful to you. I hope it will be helpful today as you set aside some time to pray and to acknowledge the glory of God and and your need to know more about His glory. Now, next week, we're going to continue to dig deeper into the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to learn what it means to ask for God's kingdom to come. I hope you'll join me again next week for that discussion as we look at Lord's Day 48 and question 123. Now, if you want to learn more about Cornerstone Baptist Church, you can find us online at cornerstonewiley.org. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at CBC Wiley. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cornerstonewiley. And you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play to stay up to date on all the new content. Thank you so much for listening.